0: That doesn't make sense, does it?
1: Clovis is a grizzled fellow with a birthmark, though nobody sees that most of the time. It's covered up. And he um, was a cultist. Maybe he still has cultist leanings. We don't know yet. He wears practical clothing. He's rude and interrupts. The spell I, I got was dispelling heat. Hopefully we can find a way to make that useful.
2: Okay. That's not usually what you want. <laughs> Unless you're in a burning building, of course, right? There's that. Good thinking, Clovis.
0: <laughs> Godwin Vandermeer, tell us about yourself
2: yeah Godwin is a former possibly a current highwayman uh he's wiry with braided hair uh he uh, ensures that his clothing is properly grimy to protect him from the rain. He's not particularly strong but pretty quick, agile. maybe he's sniffed out some uh old cultist uh, paraphernalia on uh, Clovis and learned how to use spells, maybe maybe possibly, or maybe it was just uh some some grimoire or something that he stole in the course of uh, being a highwayman that um, got him to open his uh, his mind to the chaos magic he's brave uh, probably foolhardy and uh, likes the sound of his own voice oh he has a, a bow and a short sword obviously so since okay. i don't know what light armor might be maybe it's a padded jack or something that he has under his uh, highwayman coat nice that's godwin if you'd like to know more about godwin he he'd be only so happy to, only too happy to tell you.
0: Uh, Clovis, what turn of events caused you to flee the cult? Well,
1: I have this birthmark that, uh, means I'm supposed to, uh, become the earthly vessel of this god, and, uh, that didn't sound like a good option. Wrong kind of god, or? The dying part of it that didn't sound appealing.
2: Oh, 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 okay. You
0: die. Okay, all right. Godwin.
2: Oh, sorry, I didn't tell you about my spell.
0: Pursuing coil. Yeah. I went and looked.
2: Cool. Yes, ask me anything. Godwin is an open book.
0: What went wrong on your last holdup? Uh, well, I
2: didn't have pursuing coil, so the fat merchant got away on his bodyguard's guard's horse. So I'm kind of annoyed at that. I said that was a that was a fat purse. And probably I'm wanted right now that um, that guy saw my face. Yeah. Since I have a tendency to be bravely step into the road and then pull my
1: my mask down to speechify. Yeah, usually most people don't start their robberies with stating your name and uh, (laughs) I'm I'm here to liberate you of all your worldly possessions. I mean, it would probably
2: have worked if you hadn't interrupted me
1: constantly. I heard that speech before many times. (laughs) I <laughs> wanted to get on with it.
0: And how long ago was that?
2: Uh, oh, just now.
0: Oh, just now. Okay.
2: I mean, not just now. Like you I was going to
0: have to say. How many weeks was not how, how hungry are you getting? Yeah, may, maybe a week. A right? week? How did you meet, the two of you?
1: Oh, how about he tried to rob me, but I didn't really have anything worth stealing. So I said, you look like you
0: need a partner. Yeah. Does that seem like an offer that you would take up, Godwin?
2: I mean, I'm sure I remember we met in a tavern somewhere, but uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I may have been drunk. I may have drunkenly stumbled out, stumble out to the street, and you know, tried to rob somebody. It happened to be Clovis. You know, it happens sometimes. You know, when it, when when you're you're on a trail and you're you're waiting for people to show up and. You start drinking, and then you forget to put one of your boots on, and
1: you know how it is.
0: Clovis, who spiked Godwin's drink, and what did they put in it?
1: The whore at the the tavern, because she was just looking to roll him, get his money. So you know, by the time they got back to the room, he'd be out, and she could just, Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't remember what happened.
0: So, when the, the two of you walk into a tavern. What do you catch, Clovis, that Godwin misses that tells you that somehow you've gone in circles and you've come back to the same tavern?
1: One of the guys we robbed uh, like, like a week ago is there.
0: All right. So you come in. Clovis probably stops near the door. And just how thirsty are you, Godwin?
2: Uh, Probably very. Very. And when I'm thirsty, I like to speechify.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're in the middle of the tavern, approaching the bar, and what do you say?
2: Uh hail, good innkeeper! Uh, this is a fine establishment, I'm sure, full of wonderful, wonderful liquid—yellow gold ale or beer, or you know, I'll, I'll, you know, lager or, or I'll, I'll set it for a stout if you have it. Very, very thirsty. Dry road, long road. You know how it is.
0: Well, yes. Certainly, if you have the copper, we've got the ale. Have a seat, as he mops down the.
2: Oh, my! My associate is is the one with
1: the purse, the the purse. I say.
0: Oh, indeed, and he cocks an eyebrow.
1: And once I <laughs> came in and saw that the there might be trouble, I'm shift, trying to shift back into the the shadows of the tavern, maybe get around behind the guy who. It's probably already made, Godwin.
2: I, I turn around, I'm like, well, Clovis, the
0: devil, where did you go? This is somewhat evidenced by the two bodyguards who have come up from either side and are now blocking the doorway. Several other patrons in the bar turn and look at a poster. Well, a, a crude drawing by the uh, by the door. And they look at that and then they look over at the fat merchant, at the good side table, and at the bodyguards, and they're like, well, you've kind of figured that some of them must figure that they might be able to get a share. Because here and there, guys are standing up and putting hands on hilts.
2: The devil is going on. Where's my drink?
0: Where's your drink? Where's the purse? Where's Clovis? Clovis!
1: I've tried to make my way to the fire.
0: All right. I think... You probably don't even need to roll anything because the attention is focused on Godwin. And a man with a heavy mustache and somewhat of bulk, um, and you can tell that his bulk is muscle when when he uh, grasps you by the arm, Godwin, mm-hmm. and says... Excuse me, but I believe there's somebody here who would very much like to talk to you. Oh, indeed. Are they buying around? Well, he'll be buying my around, I think. Your around? You'd have to talk to him.
2: Well, all right then. Well, show me to the man.
0: All right. He shows you to the man, this merchant man, <laughs> who you might remember from last week.
2: Do I? I think I was very drunk at that time. You
0: were very drunk at that time? And you didn't even get away with anything
2: I've tried to re- not remember that whole affair. I was very annoyed
1: I've uh taken my my torch, yeah, and stuck it in the fire to to light it, and I'm starting to set flammable things on fire in the in the tavern here because <laughs> that sounds like a bigger problem than us that needs to be dealt with, dealt with
0: right well, wood frame structure the merchant is able to get out. One or two sentences. He thanks the sir for grabbing Godwin and he'll be happy to deal him in on the share before they take you in before the sheriff. But then I would say that the fire is to Godwin's back and the merchant's front. So the merchant does notice when the fire, when the wall behind Clovis, well, It gets to the curtains, and the curtains catch, and now there's flame up to the ceiling. And so panic does come over the merchant's face. And there are cries here and there in the tavern as panic begins to set in.
2: Godwin screams at the top of his lungs, For God's sake, save the ale!
0: I'm not sure about saving the ale. I think the innkeeper is going to make a... An attempt, but it may be too late, given that I have already had the curtains go up, to grab the uh, grab the barrel out of the corner and try to heave it over there. But otherwise, bedlam is ensuing as patrons are trying to... Well, the bodyguards have opened the door. Patrons are trying to get out the door.
2: I dexterously empty my bag of mo- glass marbles in the direction of the door.
0: Oh, dear. What <laughs> stats do we have in this game? There's, like, decks in and... Yeah,
1: decks well.
0: Okay, and what you're trying to do is to tangle everybody up, is that... Yeah, yeah. Right. Make, make
2: them slip and fall and on top of each other, hopefully, and create a mess.
0: Okay. Success tangles them up. Mm-hmm. No, success actually gives you some narr- narrative control, right? This is kind of quasi-PBTA.
2: I don't know. I think it's like it's a...
0: because I'm thinking that tangling people up necessarily makes the only visible exit inaccessible, which could leave you in a bit of a bind. But anyway, roll me your uh, roll me your decks.
2: Well, okay, all right, fair enough. Let's see. That's an eleven.
0: All right, you have success, which surface level means that. Several of the patrons have slipped on the marbles. This has caused kind of a general twister tangle-up in the doorway. But, you know, you've got, you've got a heap of men at the base of the door. You've got between three and four feet of a gap between the pile and the top of the door. So if you make a leap over them, you might be able to get out that.
2: Well, I'm going to loudly proclaim that
0: by God, if nobody clears that we'll all we'll all be burnt alive. Okay. What action are you taking now since you've set the fire, Clovis?
1: The innkeeper's throwing ale. I'm gonna catch the the keg of ale that he threw. Cause that sounds like you might like that.
0: Okay. I would normally say dexterity to catch. I'm going to call it strength, actually. To get hold of it and not drop the barrel. Alright. Oh, ten. Ten. Okay, you have caught it, and you balance it very well, and you can smell beneath your nose that the liquid sloshing around and not splashing out all over you somehow. It's kind of a half stagnant water that he probably keeps this for, like dousing torches in at the end of the night because there's like some black stuff in the in the bottom. Oh,
1: and then I just throw it at the pile of people.
0: The people are even more flattened. They are wet. They've got, you know, the rings split off and the oak has bruised them. This has made their clothes slick enough that a couple of people are able to extricate themselves from the middle and get outside. So the gap is now wider.
1: I guess if there's anything of value between me and the the exit, I'll grab it on my way to the exit.
0: Well, let's see. I think it is reasonable. So let's see. What happened to be dropped? One of the other patrons uh, must have been himself a wealthy merchant or you know, somebody traveling carrying some means. A garnet glitters on the floor and now glitters in your hand as you make your way to the exit. What now, Godwin, as you watch the whole wall on the opposite side of the tavern go up and start to lick the ceiling?
2: What now? Now Godwin snatches up a, a mug of beer, he climbs up on the bar top, and, and he says, Ha ha! Behold, you fools! You have been tricked by the one and only Godwin Vandermeer of the South thing Vandermeers! Behold, fools! You are fools! And I am i am your undoer. And uh, he'll look around, because surely he thinks there, there's probably like a kitchen exit or something like that.
0: Well, after Clovis caught the barrel, the innkeeper disappeared, and the door behind the bar is open.
2: Excellent. So he, he downs whatever is in the mug, wipes the foam from...
0: Great, because in the middle of your speech... There's a flash the ceiling has caught. <laughs> Great. And the smoke is starting to choke you out, too. Right. <laughs>
2: I wipe my, my mouth, and then I, like, I dash out the, the, into the whatever, kitchen exit.
0: All right. Um, and it does not take you too much looking to find the way out.
2: Ooh, is there some food on the way I can snag? Chicken, bread, uh, uh, anything. I don't know if there's a food table.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at in nouns. I mean, there was a bell at the bar, which you've probably bypassed. You nearly step on a fork.
2: I hope I don't find a whale. <laughs> if you're you, if you're doing in nouns,
0: <laughs> there's a leg of hog on the other fire inside.
2: Snatch that.
0: So you're going to be a little less hungry as you run out the inn and. All right, so it's three days later. Okay. <laughs> or maybe I should say it's been three hours and you're still being hunted?
2: Well, up to you if you, have a, if you have an idea.
0: So I suppose you guys ran and ran.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, we'd obviously gone the wrong direction. and We were never going back there again, so. <laughs> Unless we get lost again.
0: Between you, I would like one strength roll, and I want the man with the lower strength to do it. I
2: think we're both at zero.
0: If you're both at zero, then choose among you.
2: Okay, I guess I'll roll, because you rolled strength last nine.
0: A partial.
2: Well, I I guess if you want to call it a partial. I I guess in this game, it's a failure, technically. Oh, it's a failure. If it's a danger roll.
0: See, I've mostly only looked at charts, danger rolls, and it's ten plus. That's a... Success.
2: Yeah, you're not supposed to roll all the time. It's right, right where when there's something risky or at stake.
0: So what this means is that you have not found a hiding place, and uh, you realize at some point you've gotten three hundred yards into the woods and found yourself in a dense patch, and realized the two bodyguards. And a couple of other mercenaries, well, you knew that they were giving pursuit. You're kind of stuck in this dense patch down in this gully, and you're surrounded. That they all have line of sight on you. One has drawn a bow and said, surrender immediately, or we can take you in dead. (laughs) The dead or alive ultimatum. (laughs)
2: Godwin will scream back, I've heard worse! And then he'll shoot his bow at him.
0: I guess let's initiative. (laughs) So by both sides, roll a die. When combat breaks out, re-rolling any ties. I'll
2: let Dirk roll our side then. Uh, Well, I'm sure Dirk can't roll lower than one, so we should be good. But I can roll a one.
0: (laughs) But if he ties, we re-roll.
2: Oh no. (laughs) Please roll a five. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> are you are you sure that cultist thing isn't working out for you? <laughs>
1: oh, here we go. Whew.
0: There is somewhat of a burning sensation on your lower back. <laughs> All right, you two are free to act first in whichever order you wish.
2: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm firing my bow at the the bowman. Okay, because I am brave. <laughs> um, and it's against thicks unless they have armor, right? It doesn't matter. I, I roll too low.
0: All right, so your shot goes wide. That's
1: a little too brave. With the scene here, there's two more. How many have we seen?
0: Okay, I'd say that there's four. I would probably say that the bowmen, I would call them at about eight yards. And you're kind of in these brambles down in this gully, so... You've got some difficult terrain that you're in, and they're all kind of high ground compared to you.
1: Grab Godwin on the shelter and go get down and try to duck down in the brambles so that break the, the line of sight with these guys so we can sneak to a better position.
0: I would say you definitely at this moment have concealment because you have ducked down. I'd say it's going to be difficult to move quietly to sneak away, do you get an action and a move on a round? I don't
1: think it's that gamified.
0: Is there such a thing as a disadvantage, a disadvantage stealth roll?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, roll a disadvantage on a dexterity.
2: Or maybe it isn't. Am I lying to you? There's advantage. Maybe the point is, if it's a 10, it's difficult enough to begin with.
0: Could be. So, roll a dexterity.
2: Maybe in a post-danger role? That's an example.
0: Actually, yeah, that may be a good way to handle it. Yeah, so your decks and probably their will. Okay. Oh, well, wow. yeah. Okay.
1: I assume my 14 wins.
0: How is it that you do manage to move through the brambles practically silently and get Godwin to do so as well? <laughs>
1: Well, it's maybe not so that we're completely silent, but as we're moving through here, we, like, disturb a rabbit warren, and rabbits go scattering all about, so there's, like, all this movement all through the brambles, and they don't know which is us, which is the rabbits.
0: I don't know what sound a rabbit makes when it's being killed by a sword, but you hear a couple of those as, you know, they swing at what comes out, so does seem to me like the fair result of such a high roll is that you have given them the slip and now it is going to be too long for them to pick up the trail and you are able to soon lose them. So three days later, (laughs) what is your next move? Do you guys ever try to go into towns?
2: I I guess we got to fan some stuff at some point.
0: And you did get that garnet. Yeah. Three days later, you're getting hungry enough, and that gem is starting to burn a hole in your pocket enough. We got a city names chart. There's no city names chart.
2: You can always take, like, word tags from the wild, like bay or hills or ditch.
0: <laughs> Three days later, you come into Thorn Gulch, or you're coming to Thorngulch. <laughs>
2: that sounds familiar. <laughs> You sure it's not Bramble Gulch? <laughs> Have we been here before?
0: As you come up to the palisade around Bramble Gulch, at the gate, you can see from a distance, there are some, there are some posters. There are some pieces of paper with faces up near the door. And as uh, people come through and talk to the guards, and the guards look under the tarps in their carts, before shooing them through, if one happens to be in your general weight and height and description class, they'll look at the poster and look at the guy until they decide, mm, well, no, probably not, and lets him through.
2: How do we handle this, Clovis? Do we create another chaos? Could
1: try that.
2: I have some chalk. Maybe I could spear it into my skin and pretend I'm sick or something. Hmm. I have some chain. Maybe you're a bounty hunter and you're taking me in.
1: Yeah, as long as it's only her face that's on there. I'll try to disguise myself a little bit too, just in case I'm on there.
2: Yeah, if I make myself very obvious, they won't they won't even look at you.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Put some dirt over my face and
2: uh I have some grime. Would you like some grime?
1: A little bit here, a little bit there, comb my hair the other way. <laughs> Take my axe and try to cut it a little shorter. <laughs>
2: You trim your brows. You look really weird if you do that. You <laughs> thought about that? Hmm. I
1: think I got—that's how I got this scar, though. Ah, I try to make myself look a little different, and we'll we'll try the Chewbacca maneuver.
2: Yeah. I stand up very straight. I take my hat off. Make sure the the braided hair is very visible. And I'm like—I mean, i don't know—we we we manufacture something with the chain. So I'm chained up. I'm making myself very visible and striding forth. I'm like, uh, you feel... F- You debased bounty hunter. I'll get you. I'll get back at you.
1: Quiet, you villain. (laughs) You shall get your just rewards.
0: (laughs) Okay, as you approach the gate, a guard consults the posters. He absolutely immediately recognizes Godwin. So, success on that. Well, of
2: course it is I. It is the Vandermeer,
0: the one and only. He asks the name of the uh, the lucky bounty hunter who's bringing in Godwin. A slop bucket, mm. a spit bucket,
2: a spittoon. Look at this filth. <laughs> Ambushes a man when
0: his trousers are down. How low, how low.
1: I'm Jules.
0: Jules, eh? You're not Jules Blackston, are you? Looks over at his posters.
1: <laughs> no, 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 not Jules Blackston. I have been confused for him before.
0: Lucky escape for you. And he looks back to you. Opposed danger roll with advantage on your side. For um,
1: jewels and quotation marks, is it Will? or?
0: Uh, yeah, this is going to be Will.
1: I'll just beat it then, though. That'd be seven with advantage.
0: He looks at you. He looks at a poster. He looks at you. You follow his uh, middle line of sight. And you see that there's kind of a sketchy poster. Well, let's just assume that you're literate. And there are things on there like, Arsonist, male, between the ages of this and this, about this high, this build. But you can see that the artist's reconstruction is kind of not great. Nobody got a really good look at the Arsonist. Maybe they didn't even catch your name, so name is not on.
2: Help me it has like a a stylistic sneer.
0: (laughs) Right. But uh, he waves you through. He says, you'll want to take him to the sheriff. You go three corners down to the main square and you go right and it'll be the yellow building.
2: Yes, take me to jail. Take your filthy bunny.
1: Come on, you give the the chain a (laughs) yank. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Next to your poster, you also saw another poster for Jules Blackston, thief and smuggler. Wanted for 200 silver on his bounty. The bounty on Clovis uh, has probably been involved in the arson. Well, nobody could say that you were necessarily involved in the arson. Blackston carries a higher bounty than, than Godwin does.
2: What? It's outrageous. I point that out as we're moving through the gate.
0: There's like 100 on you and 200 on Jules Blackston. That's outrageous. I
2: am more famous than than this Blackston. Fie! Fie on you!
0: Backwater town.
1: Probably can't afford more. Uh, Maybe. I'm sure the the newest ones will be uh, much greater. Yeah, that must not have accounted for the latest crimes.
0: News only travels as fast as a horse, of which you have not (laughs) been riding.
2: We have a tendency to go in circles, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they really should have found out by
0: now, okay. But the two of you combined would end up being a higher bounty than <laughs> Blackstone.
2: Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa.
0: It's probably like 300 for you and the, well, 400 for you and the arsonist because he did a lot of part of uh, property damage. Blackstone is mostly wanted on theft of a valuable item.
2: So you tell me Clovis is worth more than I am now that he is setting in on fire. That's also not right. <laughs> Let's go find this uh, fence. Get rid of this uh, stone. Go to
1: send some alley so we can undo the chains and right. pull your hood up. And...
0: Your known fence in Bramble Gulch is a man named Mortimer. He's uh, down a street that kind of comes up against the towards the back end of the palisade. The buildings are kind of close in down there and down at the end is they've got a slope they can people can dump off their waste there and have it run down the hill past the palisade towards the uh the channel that's dug out for having waste carried away and on the next good rain not as smelly as its equivalent in a city of course but still a bit smelly
2: ah the smell of excrement in the morning
0: you come into mortimer's shop his uh his front business is, what do you call it, a pawnbroker. Um, have you dealt with Mortimer f- before? We
1: know his name, we know where he is. We've probably dealt with him before.
0: So he sees you, says, ah, just a moment. quickly comes to an agreement with the young woman who is talking to him. And she hands over a quantity of silver. And he hands over to her. I lock it and she nods, turns and leaves. Then he quietly goes to the door, lowers the bar, shows you through the, the curtain into the back where you can do your, your business outside of uh out of sight of the window. Gentlemen Mortimer What have you what have your grimy hands brought me today, huh?
1: Take like this rare and lovely item I have, and I'll, I'll produce, what was it, garnet?
0: Mmm, it's been cut well. He looks at it. He says, yes, uh, for this, he hems and haws a bit. He's like, I couldn't possibly give you more than, I could not possibly give you more than 150 gold on this. Yeah. Oh, if I set that kind of high, that's more than a horse. That's that. And a, and that sum would take me a little bit of time to bring together.
1: That's a deal. We shake on it. No going back on it.
0: <laughs> so you come to your agreement for a hundred and fifty gold, and he says of course you've had a chance to see the uh the wanted posters on the way in, I'm sure. And I think I saw our friend here, Mr. Godwin, on it. But I, I wouldn't turn you in. No, never. As he taps the side of his nose.
1: Who else would bring you such wonderful items?
0: Exactly. But you've also heard the name of, uh, of Jules Blackston. Yeah. I was a bit puzzled at the high price, and surely you have been as well, because he probably heard Godwin from two blocks away. hmm You're no doubt puzzled by the high bounty that's been put on him. Well, I have my sources and have managed to discern the reason why Jules Blackston is so highly valued on that market. It seems that he was entrusted with transporting a certain valuable item with which he has absconded. Now, he probably is not a man who on the face of it, would warrant any trust anyway. Sometimes people think that they have enough security that uh, sometimes they make some questionable decisions. But, you know, he wasn't wanted before he purloined prolonged this item and betrayed the trust that was put in him. He made off with an occult book, a sealed book, which, it's blasphemous... It is magical, so there are probably spells in it. When I say blasphemous, I mean it is holy to a certain cult, um, which Clovis recognizes, and a clerical scholar had had gotten a hold of it and was sending it to the archdiocese in the main city, where inquisitors could scour it for... Some clue in defeating the cult that they have lately come into some problems trying to fight them. So the church is going to be, after the tome, the... Colt is going to be after the tome. By the story he tells, I think it can be implied, though it is never stated exactly who is offering the bounty, the church is probably offering the bounty on this man, but would probably pay that price or more even for getting the book. It's like if you know about the book, you may be able to negotiate a higher price than for the man himself.
1: Get paid twice, once for the man, once for the
0: book. Exactly.
2: Yeah, except we have to... You have to locate him. We have to... Well, yes. (laughs) Then we'd have to find somebody to give us money that wouldn't recognize us as fugitives ourselves, right? That That would be an immigrant.
0: Of course. If you came back to me, I could at least provide you that level, that one step of separation where a priest wouldn't have to see your face would, of course, be the usual overhead and commission.
2: I was thinking the man, but...
0: Ah, the man. The
2: book is fine, too, yes. Unless you can explain how how you have a dressed-up criminal in your pawn shop.
0: No, I cannot provide you a reasonable excuse for turning the man in. That will have to be handled your own way.
1: Was he dead or alive?
0: There is a... Bonus for him alive, but the base price is dead. What did I say earlier? Like 300 and then 350 alive?
2: Okay, that sounds fair, since you said 200 before. 200 and then
0: 250. Thank you for.
2: (laughs) Are you sure we shouldn't update it according to your new uh, understanding of of gold?
0: (laughs) Probably should, since I was saying silver. Before, yeah,
1: I like think silver is uh, World of Dungeons. Everything is in silver. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the book, Unknown, it's high.
1: Who around here knows anything about tools, Blackston?
0: Hmm. Well, scratching his chin, the local bounty clearer, who unfortunately is in the person of the sheriff, would know some things. And there's always a lot of talk that goes through the tavern. And it may occur to you that, you know, one innkeep probably talks to another, especially a displaced one. There is a guy who, most evenings on the town square, he shouts at passersby about the doom that is to come. A prophet of doom. I think he's taken some of the things... Some cult beliefs, some church beliefs, turned them a few degrees to one side, right? So it's kind of a of a mishmash. He had a good laugh the first time. I mean, we were all out there on the square the first time the Blackston poster went up. I caught the look of recognition on this guy's face when he saw that poster, and he had a real good long laugh when he saw it. If you can get him to talk any sense, maybe he'd be able to tell you something about him.
1: Worth a try. I'll have uh, Godwin start speaking to him, and uh, I'm sure he'll do anything to get him to stop. (laughs) Maybe spend... uh... A couple of coin on a wig or something for uh for Godwin, all right, a bit of a disguise fine, fine
0: looks around. I'll see what he can do. He does come up with well, this one would be a bit more expensive it's you can see that it's a bit long and luxurious this they say that this was put together by a noble lady's hair cuttings um he does manage to come up with a shorter one more within you guys' uh, immediate price range. Mm, I could probably give you this one for 10
2: You can have the loner. <laughs> All right, that's fine.
0: Okay, give it here. You uh, leave the shop, go to the main square, where there is a man preaching to an audience of perhaps three or four. He's going on about how the sun has grown tired of of man's hubris on the earth, and it will soon go out. It will go dark. You'll all starve. And there's nothing you can do. Nothing. But before that, when the new god is reborn, he'll lead the armies of the Ixians out of the west. And so you won't starve to death because you'll have the luxury of being killed first. And those of you who don't will count them lucky.
2: I guess I shrug and I walk over and uh, I say, "Speak your dooms, doom, sir. I am not afraid."
0: One of the four people also takes this as a bit of courage. So she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you quit saying all this crazy stuff. You're you're insane."
2: No, no, my no, my good sir. I want I want him to speak. I want to hear his dooms because I am not afraid.
0: Uh-huh. You would do well to be afraid, but if you are not afraid, I will tell you all of the reasons why you should be afraid, for you walk in the company of darkness.
2: Ooh, I walk in the company of darkness. Don't we all
0: every night? Eh? Eh?
2: And I'm looking for applause (laughs) from the four people here.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, the guy in the back who piped up, he's clapping tentatively, and the other three people are... Still a bit wide-eyed, it's like, what's happening next?
2: Pray tell, there
0: what criminals will, will usher this age in, eh, eh? Surely it is a criminal blacker-hearted than even you. You may have walked out of fire with purloined riches in your hands, but no, when the book is opened and the words are read... It does not matter what anyone does. It will all come down upon us. The man who will usher in the darkness is a man who has just enough knowledge to be dangerous, but is still an ignoramus. Well, where is this fancy book then? This is what I get for rolling prophet of doom. I gotta come up with colorful metaphors. <laughs> Consider the lilies
1: interrupt and hold out the the poster that I acquired somehow of (laughs) Braxton. Like, where's this guy?
0: From the hounds, the rabbit has fled into the maze, down the ruins, past the thorns, under the, under the fang of the bear in the hills towards the rising sun where the Beasts roam thick and dangerous and the bear's fang is a known a known landmark. It's a certain mountain some days east of Bramble Gulch. Hmm. Beneath when you seek the the red burning bush and behind you'll find the warren that the rabbit has wormed its way into. Ah!
2: What nonsense!
0: So it is seen, and so you will see. Go and you will see! What
2: nonsense! I I flick my wig at you! (laughs) And then I I walk off.
0: Alright, danger roll when you flick your wig. (laughs) (laughs) Danger roll? Okay.
2: (laughs) With what?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm gonna say that it's your your overpowering uh, force of personality that is going to flabbergast onlookers long enough for maybe them not to notice what's going to be right before their eyes seven the cry goes up godwin the highway man
2: (laughs) first i go yes it is oh no
1: (laughs) (laughs) pointed differently yes there he is and and grab him and run the other way
0: (laughs) the guards come running what? He's escaped. He's out of chains? What? Where is he?
2: I'm I'm protesting as Clovis is pulling me away. I'm like, no, I can't. This this isn't my idiom. I'm brave. <laughs> we
1: have to get to the the bear fang place.
0: Oh fine. <laughs> the cry went up. You're crying that you're brave. Uh there are people well he's got one part of you and as the peasant, as the guards are coming from the gate, you've got peasants grabbing onto you and trying to drag you down, trying to tackle you. They say, ah, oh, the highwayman dog dogpile. Okay. I may uh, only get a tenth of the bounty, but that's still 15 war gold that I have.
1: Is it worth your hand as I bring an axe down on, her hand, on the hand?
0: <laughs> that does scatter some of them a bit. Let's oppose danger roll where, where if it is an advantage, a, a plus one. So um, this is going to be a dexterity danger roll, and the guards are going to have a little bonus chasing you. Uh,
2: one, both. How do we do this?
0: I'm going to say it's going to be one roll for the two of you, and it's more likely to be Clovis. 12. Oh. 12 oh, versus 10. Well, as it is opposed... What situation happens at the Palisade that allows you to slip out?
1: Obviously, we slip out through the refuse channel.
0: You have even more grime and a smell to go with it, too. This grime is is so powerful, I'm not sure even the grime you had on you before is able to keep it from sticking around. You Uh, head off into the hills with this foul smell upon you. So you've made it out of Bramble Gulch and you go up into the hill towards the Bear Fang and you get up onto the side in the evening. The light in the sky is quite red and it alights upon the hillside. Close up ahead of you you see a bush that is Ripe with a heavy fruit. There's berries all over this. And in the red of the sunset, the bush itself, it's almost like it's alight with flame.
1: Well, if that mad doomsayer held any truth, there's our objective.
0: So,
2: where's
1: the borel? The other side of the bush, behind the bush, right?
0: It's not like anybody's been cutting this bush, so it's quite high and wide. But behind the bushes, you do find a cave entrance. Ha!
2: Say, Clovis, do you have any sort of light? Because I don't. Torches. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: Don't know that I have any way to light them, but I have torches. Uh,
2: I'm I'm sure I can beat my hammer against some of this rock and create some sparks. Okay.
0: I'm going to die of fate this. <sighs> Your efforts are successful. Your torches lit.
2: At least we did not put the... Bush on fire, literally.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe later.
0: All right. So you go down into this maze or into this cavern. Yes. It is a fairly narrow entrance where you may not be able to walk fully upright. You have to crouch a bit. The first chamber that you come into, first chamber that you come into, you can see that there is there is some light coming in from the outside kind of uh makes this chimney that's curving down and underneath of it um there is kind of a stone place where you can uh it's it's a human construction like for a fire or a forge which uh apparently has gone uh disused for some time like the bellows have the leathers all rotted away and and things It looks like there's two passages leading off of the back of this forge room. Of course, since water's been able to get in, any wooden furniture here has gone to Kippel. Let's
1: look around
0: for
2: any recent tracks. Godwin will poke through the fire pit meanwhile.
0: There's kipple on the floor that has been disturbed. Looks like someone came through in haste and then... But it's like there's disturbed material between the entrance and one of these two passages off. Also a disturbance between the two passages. So um, a person may have needed to double back or they checked out one, went to the other. And in the forge, let's see if anything survives there. There is kind of a little nook in one side when you move the debris aside. There is a glass flask with some kind of liquid in it. Hmm. And there's also like there's like these ceramic things next to it that have these grooves and channels in them. Like they're I don't know what would you do with them. You'd probably pour something down them or use them as a form for something. Ah,
2: well, I was nervous with only a highwayman, so I poke those aside and I grab the um, the flask. Okay. Can I see through it in the torchlight, what it might be?
0: This particular fluid, it's transparent. It's a light yellow. Is
2: there a cork or a stopper or a screw top or what?
0: There is a stopper. You can see that there is some kind of thick grease that was put all around this stopper when it was put in. It kind of coats all of the stopper surface that goes down into the glass bottle.
2: Fantastic. I bravely unstopper the <laughs> the bottle and take a deep sniff.
0: Give me a strength danger roll. Yeah. All right, it is a 10. You are able to pull back quickly when you realize that... The scent coming up out of this is burning your nostrils.
2: Hey, stop. Stop uh, the bottle again. Do hey, you want to have a smell? The look on your face, I don't think I do. Don't know what it is, but I'm sure it'll be safe in my pack while, you know until we can get it back to Mortimer.
0: Okay, next step.
1: I guess if I've figured out which of the two paths it seemed like the person chose
0: you have an idea of which one was entered first and which one was subsequently entered. Well,
1: it looks like they went down this side.
0: Taking the second one? Yeah. Oh,
1: all right. Well, let's
0: go down there. So you go some distance along. kind of gets tight again uh, in this tunnel, but the next room that widens out is a... This appears to be the storage room for some of the things that were made in the armory. I mean, sorry, made in the forge, because there are racks where weapons and armor seem to be hung up. Well, 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 well. The metal seems to be faring all right, but uh, any wood or leather or things looks like it may not have come through the ages terribly well. But there might be something salvageable here.
1: Try on a helmet. How does this look?
2: (laughs) Safe. Sounds good. You know, that might be smart. I put... I I see if I can find a helmet for myself in case this cave collapses.
0: Okay, the the helmet that you find, well, the first one you pick up looks like it has been altered in some fashion to accommodate... A larger wearer.
1: For someone with a big head, and I'll hand it to uh, Godwin.
0: Oh. Well, I'm sure the wig will fill it up. Only one way further on.
2: Well, I shall ba- bravely take the lead now that I have my large
0: helmet. You bravely take the lead in your large helmet. I
2: bravely swat at my large helmet with my with my torch to make a kind of rhythm.
0: Making that rhythm, the next widening out of of the tunnel... It comes out onto a ledge over a chasm, or on the side of a chasm. You come out, clunk, clunk, clunk on the helmet, and there is another clunk out of time with your torch. Huh? Okay, did I roll double sixes? Six, five, one. It was not a double six, so it's not a critical hit. Oh, wow. Instead... Is there a damage roll, or is it damage fixed?
2: Uh, So you take six for a basis, then you add up the armor. I have light armor and a shield. Okay. So that's eight, and you compare it to the roll, and the difference is the damage you do.
0: Ah, the difference is the damage. Yeah. Okay. So it's a difference of four? Yes. Four damage to you. you're dead as something heavy comes down upon your head, upon your helmet.
2: There's a there's like a, huh, pause, and then something heavy crashes down and kills me.
0: Really? <laughs> you had four health, so yeah, you're yeah. at zero health, and there's nothing in there about... I don't think so.
1: If the character ever has zero or less health, they are immediately slain.
0: There, there we go. <laughs> He died as he lived. Godwin Vandermeer <laughs> is slain at the side of the chasm. <laughs> so there is this man with with a heavy club, whom you recognize as Jules Blackstone, standing over the body of Godwin Vandermeer.
1: His too
2: large helmet did not help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brace my shield on my shoulder and smash into him and knock him into the chasm.
0: All right. Roll the hit. Or I guess I can call it a danger roll. Like, uh, well, up to you. It is different, yeah. I'm going to do this as a strength opposed danger. Oh, fortune. You knock into him, and as you say, he is going to go over the side of the chasm, and I'm going to do a die of fate. A low roll is going to be... A 1-2-3 is going to be bad for you. A 4-5-6 is going to be good for you. Good. Okay, Um, as Blackstone goes over the side and falls into the darkness, at least it doesn't look like he has a book on him, as far as you can see.
1: At my leisure, I might worry about climbing down the chasm and lopping off his head, throw that in for the reward. And I could lop off uh, Godwin's head as well. Might as well get that reward, you know?
0: Sure, Dex. He
1: shouldn't shouldn't die for nothing.
0: Yep, Dex (laughs) danger (laughs) roll. I'm probably having you roll too much, but Dex Danger roll.
1: If I could die too, no, yeah. nine is. If I get advantage because I'm.
0: Oh, you've got time, yeah.
1: Time, I got uh, chain steel wire to hook on things and help my climb. That's true. And whatever Godwin had on him, I could.
0: <laughs> yeah, as you set up your chain and start going down, you can see that this guy did leave his pack and other things. Between the dungeon wall and the chasm wall. For, so it's just further down the ledge. His stuff is there. And you climb down 15, 20 feet before you come to the ledge where he impacted and broke his back and snapped his neck.
1: Get easier to chop his head off.
0: Yeah, sure will. Take the whole head of Jules Blackstone. Yeah. Climb up. The book is there. And, and you can feel the, the cultish evil coming off of it. And you recognize a couple of the symbols that have been inscribed on the cover. So you know what this thing is about, but uh, you have Blackston's head for proof of a dead bounty and you got the stuff with the book. So alas, poor Godwin.
1: What about Godwin's head? He's got a reward by now. Who knows how much it's worth?
0: Yeah, since he was in custody and escaped. Yeah, it ends looking like um, if Clovis is not waylaid on the way back to town, that Clovis can be moderately rich.
2: (laughs) He'll be able to afford at least two or three
0: horses. That's right.
1: (laughs) I'll be able to enjoy myself before the world
0: ends. Yep. (laughs) Oh, and... You'll want to do. You'll want to take his head off delicately because the flask, no doubt, broke in the backpack when he was felled, and it has eaten a large black hole in his backpack and in his back.
1: If the blow hadn't killed him, that would have. Yes, it would. Always look on the bright
0: side of life. <laughs> All right, so that's my first time trying to improvise a game of Maze Rats.
2: That was good.
1: That's good. It worked. Yeah, I see uh, Clovis having a drink and toasting uh, to my good friend Godwin, and then uh, suddenly everything goes dark as the sun goes out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You sold it to the wrong people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you guys very much. Thank, thank you. You he had a lot of good ideas for uh, for being as uh, tired as I know you must be today.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you think they were good ideas.
0: <laughs> it contributed very well to the goofy atmosphere. Well, good. And the fun. So thank you. Thank you guys very much. Is he muted? ex muted.
2: Uh, of course I am. Yes,
1: of course I am. Of course, yeah. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.